1: Well, here we are again. Hey. Oh, it's good to be back, Holly. It always always makes me feel so happy when you and I can get
0: together to chat. I know. It's kind of fun. Like, who who gets to just sit down and talk about nothing, like Seinfeld, and then, you know, say, hey, uh, we get to reach a lot of people. Do you hear this creaking? It's not me. It's the headphones. And we really,
1: um, really apologize. We were supposed to be getting new headphones. Yeah. But we haven't got them. So... If you do hear creaking, we are going to we, we're going to get new ones. It's but a it's funny. Just for this for the while. I'm really sorry about that. But it's not people bad. to know
0: that wasn't my jaw or my head. I'm <laughs> not that old. But so now we have to talk like we're statues. Like I can barely move. I'm like I can look at you, but it's like you know. Anyway, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's been. Um, oh gosh. When's the last, the last time last? we did this? Was it before Christmas? I think it was before Christmas, wasn't it? Or after? no, no, we did some. After it was before.
0: Did oh, we do, do some? You know? We're looking no, at we Alex, did. our producer. No,
1: we did. We did. Uh, this is this is our age, Holly, because we can't remember. <laughs> we cannot remember. Okay, but no, I think we did some after Christmas as well. But, but why is it last... that I
0: can remember all the words to every Areo Wagon <laughs> song, but I can't remember?
1: So that's your long term memories. Your short term so. memories, the first to go. Oh. No, we had. Um, it's been. It's been. It's been a difficult, not a, a different couple of months. I should yeah. say.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of. Um, first of all, the biggest news is. The Victoria Stilwell Academy. Oh,
1: yes. We had so, our first group of students in February. They were fabulous. They okay, are fabulous. Back
0: up for those who haven't heard in a previous podcast what it is and what you've been doing. This is why
1: we had to take such a long break. Yes. Okay. So, Victoria Stillwell Dog Training Academy is our academy that we've set up here in the United States. And uh, we had our first class. Mm-hmm. And the first class of students came in February. And they come for a five-day intensive. Mm-hmm. They go way back to their homes for uh, 60 days, where they mm-hmm. work with a mentor that we find for them. And then they come back again for another intensive, which will be the first week of May. And they uh, come back again another intensive with myself and some other faculty. And then they go away again for another 90 days. And at the end of that, they do an exam. And uh, this is to become a a trainer. And and really, our our course is very different from other courses out there because it's not primarily online. Yeah, we do have webinars. We do have um, uh, some online stuff, but uh, we like practical. We think Mm -hmm. that the best way to make the best kind of dog trainer is is a practical experience. Mm -hmm. So the intensives are to come and learn all the theory. The online stuff is to do all the theory. But we want people to go out there with their mentors to get practical experience and What's also really unique about our course is that we're not just training people to or teaching people to train dogs, we're teaching people people skills and we're also giving them great business and marketing mm-hmm. ideas um, so for example we have a, a day with a clinical psychologist just one day where all we talk about is how to interact with people what to do with different issues what to do with different problems what what you do when somebody says something um, that you might you know that might be a little bit over your head you know how do you do mm. it how do you stop arguments from happening between between people as you know that's what happens <laughs> I was just going
0: to say that's a, you know half of your job is training dogs half of your job is training people
1: oh you bet and then yeah. we give them a lot of, you know, these. The so, how to use social media wisely, how to yeah. market yourself wisely. Wow. Um, we get to do everything about law and liability. I mean, this is a really comprehensive course. So, Victoria's wow. still a, a dog training academy and yeah. was also really exciting. Our second class starts in November, but uh, here in the US. But. In October, we have the first class starting in the U.K. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. We already have a lot Good. of people signed up, but there are still spaces. So if you're interested... Yeah, so
0: anybody, it's open to anybody, right? So you don't have to necessarily have you know, be a a dog trainer already. Do you? Can anybody do it?
1: No, we're training people to be trainers. Okay, good. That's what we're doing. That's what we want to do. So um, you don't have to have any experience whatsoever. So
0: if you want like a
1: second chance in life and... Yeah. Or this is your first career. Come out of college and this is your first career. Or if you want a change of career, come to us. And we have people of all ages. It's great. And all backgrounds. I mean, and, and, you know, you've got... This course, you really got to love it. Mm You really got to want to be a dog trainer to do this course. It's an investment. Yeah. But my gosh, you're going to get the best, the best of the best. And uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com. And what I love is that you are training the whole
0: new uh, generation of
1: positive
0: trainers. Yes. And soon, like just with this, you know, you think about it, the movement, it will get rid of all the other antiquated theories, and I love the fact that there's going to be a lot more people who understand dogs because when you train, what I've learned, because people always ask me, you know, oh, what is Victoria like and what is it, you know, and does she really know? Yeah, because what I think is you, you look at things from a perspective of the dog, not just, here, I want this to happen, so this is how I'm going to ha- make it happen. You look at it from what is the dog thinking and feeling and and understanding and having a really good relationship with the dog and that I think really helps because most, we don't, you know, we're so used to, oh, it's an animal, that old generation. It's just an animal. We don't think that, no, they're very smart. They're very intuitive. They're they're very emotional. And you're tapping into that. So our relationships are growing and building. And That's I just, exactly. hands, hands down the
1: it's, best. It's a very organic way of looking at dog training. Because before, dog training is kind of so automatic, so robotic. And, um, you know, we're really not really looking and focusing on the dog. You're just focusing on what you can make the dog do. Right. I want the dog to be able to think and to problem solve and To be successful and to learn. I I still, you see, I think what a lot of people, and there's a big misconception out there, and I know we've gone through this again, but I wanted to say again the whole positive idea of positive doesn't mean there's permissive it means yes you reinforce good behavior you motivate for good behavior you make your dog feel good but you also create boundaries and i think a lot of people think oh, positive trainers they just use food and and they never tell the dog no no we don't just use food Mm -hmm. we use whatever motivates the dog it could be praise it could be play it could be anything a toy um but and and then we we do set boundaries it's just the way that we discipline we don't discipline to instill fear that's all so so when you're talking about positive training you're talking about um, a philosophy that encourages dogs to learn and guides dogs to make better choices and the way we guide dogs to make better choices is not to overpower them and punish them and hit them and and make them feel fearful of us Um, we use we train in a pain-free and Mm -hmm. fear-free way that's just it that's it right and it works and again the other idea is that positive is only for those little puppies out there and little small dogs, but for your big dogs, or your big aggressive dogs, not going to work. Well, actually, you know, it's great for little puppies. It's great for small dogs. It's also really great for those red zone aggressive dogs because that's where positive really comes into its own. Yeah, because now you're 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 looking at the dog. You're assessing why the dog is aggressing, and then you're saying, okay, buddy, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna help you change that. And positive does it. You see, if you're confrontational with an aggressive dog, you're just gonna make that dog more aggressive. Right. So that's what that's why I have to dispel the myths mm-hmm. out there. When people freak out about, oh no, you just use food and oh come no, on, no. give me a break.
0: But and also like in my head, I don't understand the whole idea of anybody, anybody, no matter if it's onto you know a, a mouse, a dog, an elephant, a, a human. Why anybody would purposely inflict pain and discomfort? on anything and hurt on anything. You know what I mean? Like that to me is the whole bottom line theory. If you could have an alternate choice, why would you say, well, pain is going to be the only way. A- and that, I just don't understand that mind. I don't understand it. And I know it's just me and i and people might think I'm a wackadoodle it same way. I don't understand, you know, sport hunting, you know, it's just, I don't do it. Maybe it's... there's something people are wired differently, but when they, anytime you can avoid pain and discomfort, You know, why wouldn't you do that?
1: You know, and that that brings up a really great point, because I just seen in the the news, there was this story about this school, I think it was um, school Jasper, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, so I think it's somewhere in Georgia, but, um, and the mother of the child had put a YouTube video up of her kid getting the paddle, four-year-old child getting the paddle at preschool, yeah, um, and uh, a nursery school. So it was a four-year-old kid, and she'd filmed it, and she'd consented for the teacher to use a paddle on her kid to spank them. And they were only going to do it once, as it were. But it's ignited this massive discussion about mm-hmm. corporal punishment for children. And we know from numerous studies, and in fact, there's been so many studies now, the American Academy of Pediatrics, who saying, you know what, we don't need any more studies to know that corporal Mm-mm. punishment is not good for our children. Mm-mm. So just don't use it. Mm-hmm. But in various schools, um, they still corporal punishment is still acceptable so <laughs> this mum filmed her kid getting the paddle and it's very distressing and the kid is in a lot of distress wow. and she got, and the kid got a paddle for spitting at somebody for running around and being a pain and for spitting at somebody oh my and, and and i just think, a, four-year-old. You, a four-year-old a four-year-old what are you teaching that child when you put a paddle on its butt you're teaching it to be scared Fine, okay, you're teaching it to be scared. But you're also saying physical violence is acceptable. I'm sorry, if an adult uses physical violence on a child, don't you think that child's going to say, okay, well, that adult used physical violence on me, now it's acceptable for me to use physical violence on somebody else if I'm mad or angry with that? Right. And that's the reason why I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the reason why thousands of of people don't like it. And that's the reason why, and I don't agree with this, that the school got a lot of calls after that video, which has gone viral now. The school got a lot of calls, a lot of threats and all kinds of things from people saying that that's wrong. I don't think it's right to call and make threats like that. But I do think this is something we can learn from. And it's the same in dog training. It's the same with dogs. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but... I have both kids and dogs, right? Mm -hmm. So I know, Mm -hmm. and I raise them the same. And I, sometimes I might raise my voice at my child. I'm not saying I don't, I do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I raise my voice at my dogs. I do. Yeah. But, um, I've never once touched them, not once touched them. And you could say, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be, you shouldn't shout. I'm I'm not saying I go around shouting at my kids and shouting at my dogs. Mm -hmm. But, um, if Jasmine's eating a piece of poo, I'll be like, Jasmine,
0: stop. Yeah. You gotta get, you distract them and, you know, divert their attention. So I will do that.
1: Um, but anyway, so it just, it brings up a really interesting yeah. discussion, but I just, that, that just came into my head about the uh, the whole video. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because at a, a four-year-old, how much can they really comprehend about what's going on? You know, how, how much are they really putting together the paddle and the spitting? You know, it's almost like when you try, they say, oh, well, if your dog goes to the bathroom and you come home and find it, you should push their nose in it. Well, how much do they understand? They can't, they, there's only a certain amount you can process as a brain, as a four-year-old and mm-hmm. as an animal and, you know, we, we we think of it through our adult brains. Well, you know, of course
1: we can logically, you know, work this out and see what the issue was. Mm. But they can't. No. And then what was really sad about this little boy was screaming for his mommy. Mommy's filming this. Oh, boy. And he's screaming for his mommy. Mommy, help me, help me. Come on! Are you kidding me? Oh my God. You think that that's not going to screw that dog up? I mean that child up? See where my brain <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it should be because you <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> know.
1: Um,
0: and uh, switching topics a little bit, you have a conference coming up.
1: I do. Um, I um, June conference. the 11th and 12th, Lincoln, at the University of Lincoln. We have the third annual Dog Bite Prevention and Behavior Conference. It is an awesome conference. We have amazing speakers. Adam Miklosi is coming all the way from Hungary. He is the mm. number one cognitive scientist, animal behavior cognitive scientist in this in the in the world. Yeah. He's coming to speak. We've got P tell who's just wonderful in so many ways we have um sarah fisher um kamal fernandez who was in a wonderful tv show called dogs might fly with me and um which we'll talk about hopefully next podcast and then uh, you've got yours truly mm-hmm. you've got some other great speakers as well look uh, uh, this is this is a two-day conference where not only is it fabulous for networking and it's open to anybody who's into animals, mm-hmm. so animal care professionals and regular dog People owners. People who whatever. own
0: dogs and Absolutely. are concerned about dog bikes. And yeah. you're going
1: to get so much great information. It's yeah. such good fun. So, um, Where's you know, the University of Lincoln? The uh, University of Lincoln is in Lincoln, which is sort of halfway up the country into the right. In England? In England. Okay, because yeah, I was like, wait, UK. I
0: thought it was not in Nebraska?
1: No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, got it. So, so it's the UK. So you either fly yeah. over
0: there or go over or if you live there
1: that's yeah well great. if you if you're listening from um england then mm-hmm. okay and um so if you want to learn more about the dog bite conference if you go to positive.com forward slash dbc for dog bite conference mm-hmm. and uh you'll be able to find it perfect and um i'm going to be you know
0: i'm a journalist and i'm going to be that uh person that Uh, everyone turn the attention to the elephant in the room. And since we have spoken and since we've had a podcast, and I I think this is important to talk about this because I know you and I have had some conversations about it. I've had a lot of conversation with my husband about it. When all of this went down, um, let me tell you, I went online and... I nearly lost my mind, and I'll tell you why. There's something specific, but let's explain. Um, you were the recipient of a dog bite recently, yes. and it stirred up a whole lot of controversy, uh, a la social media. Lovely uh, social media, which fantastic when it, you know, they it uses its powers for evil. Um, but uh, first of all, talk about what happened from your first hand perspective. So, you know, there's so many rumors, and people are saying so many things from your mouth.
1: You will
0: tell us exactly what happened
1: okay well this happened uh, a little while ago and i was at a police dog training conference down in alabama i've been invited by two um, police dog trainers and they're very well known and uh, great guys i don't agree with all their methods let me just say it right now and they know i don't agree with all their methods but because i'm learning a lot about canine and because i've been riding with guardians of the night for the last three years um, i think it's really important that i see all kinds of sides and i learn and And they have a tough job really educated and they do have a tough job so we were very kindly invited down to the seminar, and myself and um, Alex um, Andes went with me, and we um, we had a great first day, and we were looking some really fabulous apprehension work, um, and some great firearms work, and um, uh, odor detection, really really interesting stuff. And these dogs, they, so they train these dogs. Yes. Yeah, so what happened is that handlers from all over the south, so the handlers mm-hmm. from Florida and Tennessee and Georgia gotcha. and Alabama, and um, you know, ca- came to this. Seminar, which was mm-hmm. actually a week seminar. We were only there for two days. So the first day was great, and uh, we're just literally watching the handlers. So we've got my my guardians are from Georgia, mm-hmm. about seven or eight of them came down mm-hmm. for this week seminar as well to to still learn different things and take the dogs through different stuff. And you, know, you don't have to, like our boys, n- none of them have the, sh- the prong collars on. None of mm-hmm. them have the shock collars on. But a lot of other trainers did. I mean, a lot of our handlers did have prongs and shocks on their dogs. And, and we're using them, and that's where I have to bite my lip. I'm there as simply as an observer, mm-hmm. simply as an observer. But um, so anyway, it was it's you learn something. You learn. I think I think part of educating is sometimes facing stuff that you don't like to see, mm-hmm. but you still learn about it. So anyway, the second day I was very excited because I was going to go up in helicopter and mm-hmm. film a dog being deployed from a helicopter. So one of the trainers or the assistant trainer's dogs was going to be, his very used to being up in a helicopter and then coming down and being deployed to chase a decoy. Mm -hmm. Because some dogs, sometimes dogs are going to have to ride in helicopters. If you've got to get to a place very, very fast, a dog's got to know, you know, it's got to be able to be, go in a helicopter and And not freak out, out, right? And then uh, what happened is we were, I was sitting in the helicopter. We practiced with a dog actually coming in and out of the helicopter
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, just in a very chilled-out way, with me sitting there with my camera, and uh, all was fine. And then uh, we're on this big green field, and then Dog and Handler get out of the helicopter, and they wait, and so, and then the pilot turns on the blades, the rotary blades of the helicopter, and I'm sitting there with my camera, and the the pilot is up at the front. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's kind of a panel, and then there's a guest yeah. area, mm-hmm. as it were. And with two seats facing each other, mm-hmm. right? So I'm in seat next to the window on the left-hand side. And the handler is going to get in with the dog who's going to be on the right seat. Next um, to you. Next to me. Well, the hand is going to be next to me. And the dog is going to be on the ground. Okay. Then we're going to lift off and we're going to circle around, do a big, big circle, and then come back, set the helicopter down. And then the dog is going to be deployed from the helicopter to run to a decoy, mm-hmm. to run and take down a decoy that's running away. Uh-huh. And a decoy is the guy in a bite suit. Okay. Right. And
0: it, that would be the Some perpetrator other. or something yeah, the perpetrator. if they were going yeah. after a and, real person.
1: And this dog's done it a lot, so it's not mm-hmm. n- nothing different for this dog. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I was sitting in the helicopter. The blades start going. And the this is the same dog
0: that was going in and out with without me, the
1: blade. Without the blades okay. going, right? Gotcha. So uh, we do have a picture of mm-hmm. me with the dog. Um, so, hey, it was, all, it was all fine. But I noticed as soon as those blades started to go round, Mm-hmm dog starts to get agitated dog knows oh now a bite's gonna come mm-hmm. right dog knows because he's done this before mm-hmm. and he's ridden a helicopter before but something about those blades going around just it's just just makes him so excited the now,
0: adrenaline rush.
1: when we ride with the dogs when alex and i ride with the dogs in the cars we know when the sirens go on mm-hmm. that the dogs get very excited mm-hmm. it's like their trigger point they mm-hmm. know well something's going to happen so they start to get highly charged And what happens is that once the pilot gave the okay for the handler and the dog to approach the helicopter, the handler of the dog approach the helicopter, and because the helicopter is kind of high for the dog to get into, the handler picks up the dog and puts it into the helicopter. Immediately, the dog goes for my leg. Immediately. Split second. And there are people that have been bitten by dogs. Mm -hmm. I counsel a lot of people that have been bitten by dogs. I get it. But nobody... Unless you're a criminal <laughs> or you're in the way. It gets bitten like this. gets bitten by a police dog that has been trained from an early age to clamp down and clamp down really hard. And we're talking about a Belgian Malinois here. Ugh. So he goes, chainsaw on my leg. And um, it seemed to me to last for hours. Ugh. And I was, get this dog off, get this dog off. But I, I, it, I, everything kind of went slow. Yeah. And um, all I felt, I didn't feel any pain. I just felt a it was like my my leg was being squeezed in a vice mm-hmm. and um and i was just, I just get this dog off get it off get it off get it off and um at one point i think i even reached down to try and remove his jaws i mean come on come on yeah he's not you gonna know, do, do is, that because i go in survival mode right yeah, yeah in survival mode you're just gonna do like whatever you can to survive but he's not because you
0: could be a you know a murderer they're right, trying so to right so he's
1: not going to he ain't going to yeah. release for anything and he did not he didn't release on cue he didn't anything the only thing that released him was the collar that he wore was twisted to, to get him off he was basically choked off me um, everybody was in shock. Everybody. So they took the dog away and then the medics came and took me out and all I wanted to do was to reassure everybody I was fine, to say, Hey, it's okay, to say to the handler, it's all right, it's okay, it's just an accident. And and there's video of me and we, we have it, which we're not gonna show, but we are gonna mm-hmm. show at the bike conference. And there's video of me just saying, Hey, I'm alright to everybody, I'm alright. Um, meanwhile my leg is in shreds and mm-hmm. um Alex Andy's who's who was doing operating camera outside the helicopter. Um Was the first person who really saw how bad it was because Mm -hmm. she's following me with the camera, and I'm being held, um, sitting in between two guys, medics, as they take me to the parking lot where the ambulance has been called. And then I try and walk because I want to walk. I want everything to be normal, right? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want fuss. I want it all to be normal. And I try and walk, and Alex is like, "Oh my God, pick her up, pick her up, pick her up," because there is my leg is just ripped to shreds at the Mm -hmm. back. You can see my pants are ripped. Yeah. Exactly. So Alex is here and she's saying each time. In fact, Alex, I want you to get on. I think you need to get on here because I think you need to You're so much part of this. Um, so here we yep, go. There you are. All right. All right. Let's see if this works. I have a cold, so I it's apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Idea. She's here. It's she's here. Um, and, and we are going to spend a, a bit of time talking about this because I think it's important. But mm-hmm. um, it, it. so, yeah, I wanted to walk on it, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, and I was I was walking behind her, and I, at the time I still hadn't even really realized what had happened yet because I was the angle with what, from where I was filming, I I could see that something had gone wrong, but and I heard a couple people say she got bit, she got bit, and I, but it hadn't quite put it together yet, and right. and then I'm walking behind her, and she passes in front of me with these two guys carrying her, and that was when I really saw exactly how bad it was, and there were a few curse words that happened, and uh, I just, I just said, get off, we get, uh, you have to get off of it, pick her up, pick her up, pick her up, because every time that she would put that pressure on it, the blood would just start
0: to come oh, yeah. out
2: more and more. God, and- you're
0: lucky that he didn't hit a femoral was artery. was very, and that was femoral my concern artery.
2: was, let's make sure that, you know, is on artery, but I'm telling you, this woman did not shed a single tear throughout this entire thing. We were all just, how is she so... You were with such class and grace and the only concern that you had was for everyone else around you was please make sure the handler knows that it's okay. It was an accident. The dog was doing his job. I, I don't hold anything against handler. That was her only concern. It was the only thing she kept talking about. She was ready to go back the next day and she said, Oh, just wrap it up and we'll just, I'll just be back tomorrow. And, and it, it, that's why when this whole social media thing took off, it was, it was really sad because, um, Anyone who was really there and who was really in the middle of it um, would have seen the the grace with which she handled the
1: whole situation.
0: You ended up getting – so you go to the hospital and do. you got stitches. Lots I had
1: of... I had six major puncture wounds because so I didn't realize the dog had actually bitten me twice. So I had six mm. very deep, you know, two canine length – I mean mm-hmm. or the lengths of a, of a canine, of a dog canine, <sighs> six puncture wounds in my leg. So – Um, They had to x-ray it to make sure that there was no bone damage. um, Or muscle or or tendon or cartilage. I mean, it had got muscle. but um, And and then they had to obviously wash it out. And um, I was in the hospital for about three hours, and they stitched it up. And uh, it was very serious. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're not going to post the pictures on because they're very graphic, but it was incredibly deep. It was deep enough so that you could see the inside my leg and Oof. um yeah i mean it was major so now i'm recovering and i'm recovering pretty well and um you know i will have scars on my leg and that's just the way it is hey you just don't wear shorts anymore um <laughs> you and, can wear uh,
0: shorts but uh, look i got scars no. look at the
1: scar on my arm yeah, and i but, don't care yeah no but but, uh, but oh, it what affected well psychologically i think you know for the, le- for the le- le- next three three weeks I mean it's been around sort of that time um psychologically it's been very difficult I think it's almost more I mean I I was in a Mm -hmm. lot of pain and um at the hospital, I have to say, because my the guardians of the night, well, man, they never left my side. Mm. They assumed, because they were at lunch when this happened. They weren't around. Mm-hmm. They were at lunch when this happened. And um, one of the guys was around, but he was in a different part of the uh, complex. Mm-hmm. And when he realized, he came running. Um, and uh, Neil Butler from Norcross, wonderful, wonderful police handler, um, police dog handler, he lifted me up into the car. And Alex was there. And they got me into the ambulance. And... Um, just the, the guardians, they never left my side. Wow. And so what
2: was the – what was the um, – you can talk, Alex. Go ahead. We, you were there. Well, I just you, – you had explained how um, it, it sort of shaped the way that you look at these dogs and how powerful they are. and And it's so different now, I'm sure, to be – have been on the other side of a bite, that when we see these criminals that are getting bitten – it gives you a, a whole different respect for what it really takes for these dogs to take down. A, a
1: it, it does. It's they're very, they are, they're incredibly strong and, mm-hmm. uh, incredibly driven. And, um, now, I'm really, and my, my guys, they're just, you know, they're like, well, they will respect now. You've taken a street bike. There's not a lot of people that say they've taken a street bike, but you have. Anyway, they stayed with me in the hospital. They were amazing. Wow. All of them did, because my husband couldn't get there until uh, later in the evening, mm-hmm. and, um, and then they got me back into my, into my hotel room and um, stayed with me there until Van could get there late at night, um, but... If that was two days of being on drugs. Don't remember. Don't remember the evening, and I don't remember the next day at all. And well, I don't remember the next morning. I have no idea what I did. Things and I uh-huh, emailed, and uh-huh. I did things, and then I wrote a Facebook. And I know, and I know, and I had. I don't remember I, 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 writing it, but I wrote it, and I was like, "Yeah, damn right, blah blah blah." I never. I would me. I would never write something like that. Yeah. But I don't even remember writing it because I was just... Well, and I can
0: tell you, I know, because actually, you and I talked the next
1: day. I think it was... On the Wednesday. Because it, was it the, happened on the Tuesday. Yeah, we so you talked and I on I the talk, Wednesday. The next day,
0: I had no idea this had happened. And I just called you for something totally different. It was a totally different topic. And I remember thinking, she sounds weird. What's, what's wrong? And I'm like, is it... And I was like, is everything okay? And that's when you said, no, not really. And you told me what happened. And... I was like, oh my gosh, are you all right? You're like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I mean, honest to God, I'd never heard you like this. You sounded like you were in another universe altogether. And we had a long conversation about all kinds of things. <laughs> and then it was like two days later, because uh, you were coming to my house on Friday, on Saturday night for dinner and so on Friday I said hey um, are you still cool with and you're like what are you talking about and I was like well we talked on Wednesday and your reaction was we did I said we talked for 45 minutes like almost 40 45 minutes and you don't remember a,
1: Not thing. a thing and I was
0: like oh my gosh and now I realized you were so drugged up you know I was,
2: was drugged
1: all... up and I was in shock I think and and, yeah. uh, and then, then I body. wrote a Facebook post where I was just sort of putting my feelings down on yeah this is just what happened and and when I wrote that post, which I don't remember writing, um, the 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 wrath of God came down upon me. That's when and all the internet controversy the, came the, out. What the was crazies the- came out. And you know what? What was what it? Was, it was, I mean, it wasn't even that. It was just saying, like, this is handler error. This was this. This was this. And, you know, yeah, it was a little handler error. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was also, you know, me sitting there in the helicopter, should I have realized that being in a confined space with a police dog I didn't know was not a good idea, holding a camera that might have looked like a weapon, you know, with the blades going around? Couldn't, shouldn't have I as a trainer, just gone, wait a second, this dog should be muzzled, because it's protocol right. to muzzle dogs in helicopters and planes. It is protocol. My,
0: my first reaction was, what if it wasn't you? You weren't in there, but what if the dog was so excited it was the pilot? Yeah, well, and that's, that's... the
1: reason why they're muzzled. Yeah. Because if it's, you know, you can't have a go at the, you can't, bite the pilot right and especially happened. if you're
0: up in the air and the pilot exactly. is flying that helicopter and that dog goes
1: oh god when dogs in the uh, in the military or when they are being transported anywhere in in any kind of flying vehicle as mm-hmm. it were they have to be muzzled this dog wasn't and so it's a combination mm-hmm. now for anybody who's going to start to 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 mess with me after this the the, the handler and i uh, myself have communicated a lot we've spoken on the phone we don't we, we've you know we've we're, we're fine yeah. we're fine he and i are fine but um Anyway, the crazies came out of and they, they, behind the digital curtain, they yep. let rip. And you know what was amazing? very sad about it? The majority of law enforcement, I love them, but some of these crazies were dog handlers and law enforcement handlers. And I thought, well, shame on you mm-hmm. for, for being so judgmental so quickly when you didn't even know what happened. Right. Now, you know, since we put it, put that out, um, you know, we did another, uh, Facebook post where I was compass mentis, and, uh. And so explaining what happened. But, you know, you're still going to get your crazies out there, aren't you? Hey, of course. It's part of being out there in the well, public eye. And that's
0: fine. You know, yes. And I know. And, and this is and it has to do with anything, whether it's you and a dog bite, whether it's, you know, some celebrity who does something with their child. I mean, people have an opinion and, you know, they have they think they know whatever. And it's so easy to say or do anything when you're behind the, the, the curtain of anonymity Yep. and that's the problem and it, and part of it is if you have this own up to it then you know with people saying these random things and I'll tell you where I almost lost my can I say shit because I almost mm-hmm, lost my can. shit and I should say I did we were in Kentucky at a wedding and um, you and I had spoken actually yeah you and I had spoken and um, I could not believe um. I could not believe uh, what had happened. And then when I heard about the Internet, you know, tangle, I went online and I'll never forget this. So I go on and I'm looking and I'm I'm just in disbelief. About not only the vitriol that people will spew out, and I don't know if it makes them feel better because they feel less than, and they would love to tear somebody down, whether whatever. But, and I'm not going to use his name because I am not giving him any credit or or visibility or publicity. But there's a guy who writes in on a blog basically, and you know we all know that a blog can be written by anybody. You don't have to have any credentials. You just have to have the computer and you know and fingers that type, and you can you know p- position yourself as anything. But some guy goes on, and this is just an example, and I just, and this is why I don't believe anything I read on the internet until I find out and I do a lot of research. He says, Well, I'm not surprised it happened because Victoria Stillwell is not true. Now, I've spoken to her, and she told me. Um, when there were no cameras or nothing around that she doesn't really believe in positive training, but she's making a lot of money off of this and going <laughs> on and on. Did you
1: see this? It's funny. Um, no, I don't think I read that one. And he's, going, so many. Right, and he's going
0: on and on saying, you know, and I know exactly who she is and she's not this and she's just making money off of it, but she believes in, you know, this, re, you know, the the this, you know, punishment, whatever. And she's just taking everyone to the cleaners and it just makes me mad that she and on and on and on. And it's I very sad. I want it. And so I am pacing. I'm, I'm in a room. Right, and I'm pacing the room back and forth. And my husband Sean is like, "What's the matter?" So I said, "Read this," and I can't sit down. My adrenaline is going. So he reads it, and he was just like, "Ugh." And I could tell. And I'm like, "I'm going on there, and I'm going to write something." And I'm, you know, I know her. She's a friend of mine. She would never do that. I have not, like, she would never say this guy is just lies. It is all Mm. bullshit Mm. and lies, right? And the fact that he could get away with it, and it was a magazine type online magazine that he was a quote-unquote writer for. And I was like, really? And I, I mean, I can't, I can't, I, in in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to say this. this, And I, I I mean, seriously ask him for 20 minutes. I think I lost a thousand calories. It was, I was so, I was so angry. And finally I just had to sit down for a second. And Sean said to me, don't play into it because, you know, and I remember what my mom says, the best advice. There's no audience, like no audience go away. No one's going to acknowledge you.
1: You're going to disappear
0: back into the hole that you live in and all that stuff. But it was amazing to me that people would just outright lie and make up stuff. And here's me and I'm already in my dad and lawyer brain, you know, and and thinking that's defamation. That's defamation of character. And I think we should sue him. And I'm going to tell Victoria that we should. I'm going to get an attorney for her, you know, like in my mind. And it's amazing how the Internet just see. I'm still upset about it. I need to calm down. But it just swirls up this. Just ridiculousness. And that's why I wanted you to talk about it and
1: set the story straight. Yes. And those people who do write things like this, um, you know, I read a few of them, but I, after a while, I'm just well, whatever. And Sean I, wouldn't I, let me read I, anymore after I, that no, because he thought I was going to die do. of a heart attack. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> you so much. Uh, I do. You know, you you got to deal with the crazies out there, or you, you do, or, or you ignore the crazies. But it's, you, you know, I I listen. The people I listen to are my guardians. The people mm-hmm. I listen to are my canine handlers, especially Paul Corso, who's been a canine handler for a, over 20 years. And and he's the one that says, you know, Vic, um, he he knows my heart. He knows yeah. what I do, and and he knows he's he's like, babe, nobody. Nobody knows what it's like out there unless they actually do it. You can have all of these armchair people, you can have mm-hmm. all of these people. you can have these the sport dog community's great community, let them you know, but nobody knows what it's like to work a dog on the street until you've actually worked a dog on the street. Mm. You can come in all you like. And yep. he says, And you have been out with us for three years, yeah. and you know more than most people what it's like to handle a dog on the street, oh, yeah. to be on the street, oh. to train dogs as well. And so you know more than anyone. And just have that in your heart and know that are these crazies—it doesn't matter. You could, you could. Yeah, I mean, you can't rationalize with crazy. Yeah, That's and there I've are learned. there are people out there that say, "Oh, Victoria, you're just an actress, or you're, you know, you're you're just trying this oh, to get no. money, and you know, blah blah blah." And and you sometimes you just look at it and you go. This is just insane. I Mm -hmm. mean, this is insanity and it's kind of laughable. And then you move on. Right. You just move on. And you, because you can't let your life be defined by crazy people. I know who I am. I know what I do. But the the thing is, I am not, if I'm learning about something, I don't agree with prongs and shocks. I don't agree with a lot of the Mm -hmm. way these dogs are trained, but I'm going to learn about it. And mm-hmm. if I'm going to be part of that world, I have to learn about that part of that. But just so pervasive, especially here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And if I can say one thing to a handler and say, you know what, why don't you just try um, and just do do some obedience training, but try not to, to, to yank the lead while you're doing it. Yank the leash while you're doing while you're doing a turn. Try not to yank the leash and see if the dog just walks alongside you. Beside you, um, and and with you when you turn, because a lot of times, you know, when they're doing this obedience, mm-hmm. they turn and then they give the dog a good yank on the collar, and then the dog's uh,
2: mm-hmm. has to
1: follow them. And um, and then when they do that and they see actually the dog's following them, and because the dog's got a relationship with them and the dog's following them without being yanked on the collar, they're like, oh, this is great. This is not what we were taught at school, but this is better. So you know, if I can just do that, hey, here's yeah, what it absolutely. is. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's about the dogs
0: and you've got a you've got a great attitude towards it and i'm just going to say you know you. the the one the i think uh, our new motto is going to be not my circus not my monkey. Hey, you got something on your mind? What are you a wizard or a genius?
1: How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way some process they, they physically
0: miniaturize the dog or is it a puppy or what what the devil is going
2: on?
1: That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here you want to know something can you repeat the yes. question why don't you ask victoria she's the expert
0: with
2: this kind of
0: stuff you know uh, you obviously don't my dog, dog. dog. Know. just ask victoria dun, 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 dun. okay it is time to uh talk uh to victoria ask victoria it's time to get your training advice um first of all i just uh uh have to say that i've um learned so much from these vics, and I was like Good. oh I know what this one is I know what this one is and then I go and you go no that's not it
1: <laughs> okay so
0: let's start with um Effie in Greece
1: oh, oh Greece nice.
0: can I come visit I was there last year oh really beautiful. oh I've been it's been years but I would go back mm, it's beautiful she says I would appreciate in advance your help with my problem so we have a three-year-old dog it's a setter and coker maybe coker Oh, yeah, maybe. it's spelled K-O-K-E-R, but maybe that's what you say. She's from Greece. It's different. Okay, okay. okay, okay. And he knows to go potty at the balcony. But when we leave the house and come back, we're finding a few places where he's already peed. He goes out for walks two times a day and never pees in the house when we're at home, only when he's alone. This behavior started a few months ago. So it's a
1: three-year-old dog, new behavior. Okay. What do you think? I wonder what kind of balcony they have. We actually... Did something, we posted something on Facebook about dogs being left out on balconies when people are not there. Mm-hmm. Not only does it encourage dogs to bark or to get reactive as things go past, potentially not for all dogs, mm-hmm. but it's also quite dangerous. So right. that's when she first said, um, the balcony, but he goes potty at the balcony. So maybe on the balcony, maybe probably. they have one of those things that,
0: you know, like those little things you put and the yeah. dog goes and comes in because yes. it says he's peeing in the house when they're not home. So obviously he's yeah. in the house when they're not home. And
1: I wonder how long there, that's what the questions I would ask is how long mm-hmm. are you, are you away for? Yeah. And, um, how does your dog go at night or can they hold it mm-hmm. at night? When you're, I mean, it, it could be a, an anxiety thing. Like a separation. It could be a separation anxiety, or it could be because they've been gone a long time and he just needs to go. Mm-hmm. And so if you are going to be going for a certain amount of time, then you either restrict the area that your dog can be in. So mm-hmm. I don't really like crates for long periods of times, but, um, you know, if you're going out for one or two hours and your dog is crate-chained, then a crate is fine. But if you can gate off a kitchen area or mm-hmm. something and have your dog in a sort of safe place so that if you do have an accident they're not doing it all around your house that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the management a- and clean up very well if your dog does have an accident clean up very well so that your dog doesn't remember where it peed or smell where it peed so it goes mm-hmm. and pees again um And make sure before you leave that your dog has had a chance to go toilet. Now, if you walk your dog twice a day, that's great. But how many times does your dog actually have the chance to go toilet? I always think uh, an adult dog, and again, it varies from Mm -hmm. breed to breed, but an adult dog needs to toilet about four times a day. Mm -hmm. Urinate and maybe defecate twice a day. OK, so but that's very general. Mm-hmm. So and every dog is different. So you've got to kind of find out what your dog's habits are and, and get your dog, you know, feed your dog and walk your dog, get your dog to, to go before you leave. When you're gone, if you think that your dog is anxious and is peeing or pooping because he's anxious, then set up a video camera and tape what your dog does when you're not there,
2: hmm.
1: because then you'll get an idea is this, just ang- is this really truly ang- separation anxiety or is this just because we've gone too long and the dog can't hold it? Some dogs mm-hmm. just can't hold it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Some dogs get bored and they lift <laughs> their legs because they're bored. Right. So I think she's got to do some investigation first before she can determine what to do. And if it is separation anxiety, you can treat that. Um, maybe it's the fact that dog goes to doggy daycare. I don't know whether they've got doggy daycare in Greece. Um, if or not, that somebody get... should open one. Yeah, that right. would be I actually... think they do pretty well. And then... Um, or, or get, get a dog walker in, somebody to come and walk the, the dog during the day to break up the day. Again, it really depends on how long she's out for. Okay, so we have to figure that out first. Yeah. Okay,
0: Anita from British Columbia. It's a very international show today. Yes, it is. Um, I love says, the fact we've got international listeners. I, I mean, I, I just love that. I know. I love it because it's okay. places we can all go visit and I stay know. with our yeah. new friends. Please. <laughs> okay, my nine-month-old cockapoo has been very nervous since having him three months ago. So she got him when he was about six, six months, months, I guess. He's very good with me now and enjoys walks. However, he's very afraid of my husband. Even ran away twice, but luckily we got him back. At home, he just sits on the couch and does not move. will only eat from his bowl on the couch. So I guess the couch is a safe spot. And um, he's become very attached to me, but no matter what my husband does, feed him, stroke him, he just shies away or growls
1: at him. We got him from a dog breeder. Okay. I would, I would wonder i would i think if it's a good dog breeder if it's a good breeder and i'm not against good breeders by the mm-hmm. way no i'm against back bri- backyard breeders and yes. puppy mills but not really good breeders yeah. um so if it's a really good breeder you should be able to call the breeder and say look i'm having these issues mm-hmm. the dog's been very nervous since i got it from you mm-hmm. Um, did you notice anything or you know what's mum and dad like what are the grandparents like Did they have any nervous issues? And, you know, if it's a good breeder, the breeder should be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Or are there any other pups in the litter that are are predisposed to being Mm -hmm. nervous? Because it sounds like six months is quite late to if it is a breeder that's breeding puppies Mm -hmm. and it's selling those puppies, and now you've got this pup at six months. It kind of tells me that this may have been the pup that was left behind. Oh. Because of the issues. Mm -hmm. So now you've probably got a dog that's predisposed to fear and anxiety anyway. Mm -hmm. And now it's manifesting itself with you. So you build up this relationship. But men, for whatever reason, I'm sure, you know, your husband didn't do anything at all. He just, maybe he's a big guy or maybe he talks with a low voice or maybe Mm -hmm. he shouted one day. I mean... It could be anything, something, the smallest trigger where your dog goes, "Mm -mm." or it could be the fact that the dog just wasn't used to socializing with men. Mm -hmm. So now how to get the relationship back? Well, the worst thing to do is to pressurize that puppy Mm -hmm. by going to try to have a relationship with it, by going to pet it, by going, no, what you need to do is you need to take a step back, okay? So what she needs to do is to feed less, walk less, pet less. Okay, what he has to do is to he has to be the one to feed. He has to be the one to walk the dog if the dog likes walking, or be that person that does something that the dog likes. I'm not saying touch. I'm not saying going up to the dog and sit on the couch and try stroke it. I'm saying if it's feeding time, you're the one that brings the food to feed the dog. Mm-hmm. This whole being it will only eat on the couch. Not buying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should set the habit up of eating on the couch. Maybe to begin with, it might be your dog's security blanket. So maybe don't change it right now. Let the man feed the dog on the couch. You know, put the food bowl down. Mm-hmm. And then gradually as the dog becomes a little bit stronger, a little bit more confident, then you can move the dog bowl to where it is. Or you could try feeding the most delicious food from the bowl or through a toy.
0: Mm-hmm. Put some
1: peanut butter in a in a and a toy, and let the dog work out how to get it out. You know, there are various things you could do. So I would find out what motivates the dog and to go slowly, take pressure off, don't have a touching relationship, but by just being there, always ignoring the dog and saying, hey, it's no big deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then hopefully the dog might come round.
0: Or you could just spread meat all over him, your husband. So that, yeah,
1: so that, the, well, that's no, a totally <laughs> new show, that is.
0: Um, let me ask you a quick question about, um, feeding a dog. So if you want to move the dog being fed from the couch somewhere and they won't eat anywhere else, like Sean, my husband has a theory because sometimes Barnsley won't eat. He'll just guard his food and he won't eat. And then Sean picks it up and he's like, well, you'll get dinner. And if you don't eat dinner, then you won't eat until, and eventually he says to me, eventually he's going to be so hungry. He's going to eat at some point. Do you believe that? Or we're like a dog go on a hunger strike. Cause I keep, Sometimes, cool.
1: sometimes they will get so hungry that will eat and sometimes they will have anorexia. Now, anorexia is not the same as people anorexia. Mm-hmm. And people anorexia when they, well, they don't eat or they make themselves throw up, bulimia or whatever. No, anorexia is just literally the term for a dog doesn't eat. Mm-hmm. And yes, I mean, sometimes they don't, they won't, they won't, doesn't matter what you do. Right. You can never feed them and they just won't eat just won't and then they get to the point now where they're feeling nauseous and then they don't want to eat and then Mm -hmm. you're going down a bad path so i always say you know with barnsley it's well barnsley just finds eating just it's discomfort Mm -hmm. it's not comforting because around food he's so on guard Mm -hmm. and so when you do the feeding in the separate room with the doors closed and that maybe adding something a little bit to encourage him to eat his food um it think that's what he needs. Vasi needs confidence and quiet and space when he eats. So maybe this dog needs that, too. We don't maybe. know what else is
0: going on in the house. Yeah. and Maybe this dog just needs put my food on the floor, walk out of the room, and let him go get it just when, let,
1: yeah, maybe. without anybody
0: watching him and pressuring maybe. him.
1: Maybe. Okay.
0: Maybe. Uh, we have time, I think, for one more question. Um, we'll do this one fast. My lab puppy is nine months old. And is frightened of swimming, which is odd because we know labs like to swim generally. Uh, She gets stressed and tries to jump on people to get her out, shivers, walking across stepping stones. Do you have any methods to help her get over this? And this is Catherine in Arizona. And it may be that it's so hot in Arizona she wants her to
1: cool off in a pool. Okay. You know, the first thing you need to do when you have a puppy in a pool is teach that puppy how to get out. Mm. So you start that dog on the stairs, the steps, puppy or dog, doesn't matter. Start it on the steps of the pool. Hopefully you've got concrete steps that go down into the pool just hang out with your dog on the top step and hang out you know maybe go down to the second step hang out there you might have to do this for days and they get to the point there where you know you carry the dog in there and then you immediately can push the dog out again so the dog realizes oh I can go up steps and I can get it. I'm gonna be safe or you put um, a if your dog is freaking out you can put a, a life jacket on your dog mm. there are doggy life jackets and it feels and that gets rid of that panic of oh my gosh I can't swim or I don't like this because it sounds like that they probably took the dog into the water and the dog's not confident about swimming. So it's dying to get out and shivering. It's just awful. So now because swimming is awful for this dog, they've got to kind of go back to basics, start very slowly. If you've got a ball or a toy or a frisbee that your dog likes, you know, just have your dog on the side, on the step, and then just throw the ball a little bit, just a tiny bit. So the dog just has to, you know, extend its neck to go grab it. And and so make it a game, make it fun. But I mean, you might have a lab that actually doesn't like swimming. <laughs> You might. There are some mm-hmm. labs that don't like swimming, some dogs that don't like swimming. Mm-hmm. And uh, the water's too cold or the water's too hot or they just don't feel safe. So definitely get a life jacket and see how it goes with a life jacket. See if you can get that confidence. But go slowly. Don't rush it.
0: All right. There you go, Catherine, in Arizona. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll all be swimming together soon. Awesome. Thanks, Vic. It was a really good podcast. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.